0: Are you trying to make bigger profits than your small business? Like many of us, I'm sure you're feeling it. Business is hard. And now more than ever, you need to have a plan to help your business not just survive, but thrive. I'm Marcia Reiner. I'm a business growth strategist on a mission. I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees increased profitability and guides your growth. And it plans for a future exit because a business worth selling is also a business worth owning. And I want to share some strategies that I've earned and learned with you on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. But before we get started, I have something to share with my listeners. I've got five ways to turn your business into one worth selling. Go pick that up at my website at trajectorybiz, that's B-I-Z.com. So I'm really excited to have my guest with me today, Hassani X. Hassani started on the streets of Oakland, California to becoming a first generation college graduate earning an Ivy League degree from the University of Pennsylvania. He went on to found E4 Consulting, helping to grow small to mid-sized businesses. After exiting E4 Consulting, Hassani shifted gears from developing businesses to building people as a performance consultant and leadership coach. Now he is the CEO of Lead Your Story, a company that uses the power of story to build strong brands and company culture. As a father of three and dedicated husband and modern stoic, he's here to share his plans with us today. So thank you, Hasani, for joining us on Profit with a Plan. Welcome.
1: Welcome. Uh, thank you for having me here. And uh for everybody out there, the name is Hasani X, but everybody calls me X.
0: X. All right, X. I like that. So okay, yeah. answer me. Where does where does X come from?
1: Long story short, you know, when I was little, uh, I was at my my friend's house. His grandma came up to me and she Looked at me with this stern look, and she was like, "What's your name, boy?" And I was like, "Asani." And she was like, "Boy, full name." And I said, "Asani Latif White." And she goes, "Okay, that's your brother over there." It's like, "Yeah, what's his name?" Ramin. She said, "Boy, full name." I was like, "Ramin Jamal White." And then my youngest brother was with us as well. His name is Jabari Salim White. And she pauses for a second, and she says, "Hmm, y'all have some strong first and middle names." What's up with that white? And I was like, I don't know, ma'am. So I went home, I asked my dad because he told me there's power in a name. I knew what Asani meant. I knew what Latif meant, but I didn't know where white came from. And it was dropped on me at nine years old that that name was passed down from whoever owned my great, great, great grandfather as a slave. And I couldn't reconcile that. I couldn't I couldn't hold that. So I promised that I would change my name when I got a chance. And it became Hassani X. And that was supposed to be a temporary placeholder until I could find a suitable name. But in the branding space and in the business world, things stick and they, they stay around a little longer than you intended. So um, it's Hassani X and it's been that way for a while. And uh, when my wife finally retires from the, the military in about a couple of years, uh, we're gonna do a family naming ceremony and find a suitable family last name. But for right now it's X.
0: Wow. Thank you for sharing that. I'm I'm honored to hear that story because that's incredible. And, and what a way to come out and say, you know, that didn't define me, but something I create can define me. And I yeah. really love that. I mean, that's what we should all be doing with our businesses, with our life is do something that defines us. And how we tell that story and represent ourselves is really the brand, right?
1: Definitely, 100%. Um you're going to be defined by something. So you might as well take ownership of it, right? Like, Like, there's no way for me to see Marcia or for you to see X and not go, here's a story that I'm going to place on them, right, wrong, or indifferent. When we see something and engage with it, a story is instantly put forward in our heads. Website, product, it doesn't matter. The mind requires us to use past experiences, To make a judgment and qualification. It's not a bad thing. So, if you're an entrepreneur, you got a decision. Do you leave that to chance or do you purposefully decide this is what I want to be known for? This is what I want people to think. And even more important, this is what I want people to feel when they come in contact with me or my brand.
0: Wow, goosebumps. I mean, really, this is. This is everything. So one of the things that I talk about with my clients is when we're preparing to get your business ready for a future sale, what are the eight things that are required to make your business turnkey and very attractive? And one of those is your brand. And when you can take control over the brand that they see and hear, but not only feel, then they're going to have that connection with you and your message and it's all done through stories. This is fantastic. So, all right, tell me where your storytelling career came in because you're very good at it.
1: You know, Marcia, I, from as early as I can remember, I believe there are two things that helped me tremendously being able to sell whatever it is that I was selling and being able to communicate my way out of trouble. And, <laughs> you know, growing up in Oakland, California during the 80s, it was a rough place. You know, mm-hmm. drugs, violence. It was rough, the height of the crack epidemic. To give you context, my high school started with about 500 freshmen. Only about 38 of us walked across the stage. So yeah. it was it was crazy, but I found a way out. Like you said in the intro, started my business, was very successful um, in building businesses. And then we all have that kind of punch in the face where you, you, you're not looking for it, but something pops up and it's my mom calling yelling and screaming saying, Hassani, they killed him. They killed him. I'm like, what are you talking about, mom? And she was talking about my younger brother. He had been murdered oh, no. in Oakland, California. Um, and that was a pivot point for me, kind of a defining moment. Because Marcy, I don't know if you ever experienced it, but maybe many of you in your audience have, is you come to face that monster, that demon that's been there, but you've been trying to hide from. Mm-hmm. And mine was, I was always scared of leading. I had a fear of leading Because I remember my last conversation I had with my brother, it was a fight. And he was like, I wasn't the big brother he needed me to be. I was like, BS, come on, don't blame me for your position. We grew up in the same place, same opportunity, same parents, whole nigh. I went this way, you decided to go the other way. But it wasn't until I was giving his eulogy that I finally understood what he meant. Meaning I was cool with leading myself. But when it came to saying, I'm going to lead others, I punted on those responsibilities Full, like fully team captain, no way. Student body president, uh. Uh-uh. uh Big brother, just, just, just follow me. But I'm not about to leave. So I made a vow to lead, and to conquer my own fears, and that drove me to work on myself. And I can't. I went up through all my fears. I was scared of fighting in physical conversation. I became a professional fighter and got into a cage and fought. Uh, crazy stories there. Wow. I'm scared of heights. All right, I went to Hawaii and I jumped out of a plane ten times in a row in one day to get over the fear of heights. Like, like I, I hate running, I ran marathons. I'm scared of the ocean, I go swim with the whale sharks. I don't like public speaking as much. I go talk in front of 5,000 people. And long story short, what actually happened was, people started to ask me more about what I was doing over this side than in the business building side. Right, because the entrepreneur, you, you recognize your widgets, your products are important. But man, how do you balance family? How do you balance your body? How do you balance your spirituality? How do you show up your best? Mm. And that was my transition from building businesses to building people. Mm. And fast forward a decade of doing that, I realized that the same skill that allowed me to get out of the ghetto, the same skill that allowed me to build businesses, and the same skill that allowed me to build people was one and the same. It was the power to communicate and to share stories.
0: Wow.
1: Because if I do that, I can talk myself out of trouble or of being in this place of drama and trauma, and I can orient myself toward to the best, right? If I, if I communicate about my products and services, I can build a brand. I can build a reputation. I can move people. And if I can communicate internally to a team and to get them to believe in where we're going, to earn that trust and connection, I can lead. And that was the founding of Lead Your Story. Where We're a hybrid marketing and consulting agency where we're helping you to share a story, not just for building the brand, but for building culture, camaraderie and connection internally, building a story synergy that helps you to tell your story inside out.
0: Wow, that's powerful because how can you, you know, you talked about leading and that's every single port, part of the business owner. It's not, I, I jokingly say you're the chief uh, you're the CEO. You're not the chief uh, executive officer, or you're not the chief everything officer. You're the chief executive officer, and your role is to lead. So the only way you can motivate them, whether it's your clients or your employees, is to show them the way and to tell them stories and to get them engaged in that culture. That's fantastic. Yeah. And it's yeah. such a missing part because so many business owners in 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 my circle, the you know the under under ten million. They're, they're busy battling, they're, they created a product, they go out and they're hunting clients and putting out fires, that they're not thinking about the culture that they wanna build inside and outside of their company. And, and it's, such, it's such a huge loss and peace that I think your, 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 your mission, your, 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 your direction that you're going in and the, the life changes that put you into this position is so rewarding. Because you're doing what what we all need.
1: No, thank you for that. I I I add on, you know, because I, you know, through our conversations, I know you work with companies and getting them ready to exit. And we're so busy as entrepreneurs working to make our next dollar that we forget about these important aspects. If you don't have a culture and everything is centered around you, the superstar and hero, then there is no value.
0: Yeah. Because when you I can't sell me, I can't sell the business
1: goals. Right. Yeah. So so and, and, and it's kind of hard because like ah, I, I got to turn attention to my team, my staff and building culture and processes and really finding a way to fire myself. How do you reconcile that? <laughs> yes. with? How do you reconcile that fear of if I do that, how am I going to go into the market and win our next client? Mm. And that's that jump, that leap where we have to understand and believe that if we build, I tell people, here's here's how you get better results. Better people plus better processes equal better results. You got to get your people right. And you got to get your processes right. Right. And that's a long-term strategy to having better results into your core audience's endeavor. It is the only way to exit. The only way, because if it's wrapped around you, I'm not buying that story. Hey, it may be great when you're there, but you're not selling yourself.
0: Yeah. If you are the business, I can't sell it you know, and, or, or my, my people can't sell it for you. Um, So yeah, creating that. But when you're, when you're creating the business, how do you, how do you pull in an idea and be able to communicate that? So let's go back to lead uh, with your story and, and, and really how to, how to take that idea of, I started this company to do this. How do I communicate that with my team in one way And the customer in another way to make it Mm -hmm. so attractive that that they want to do business with me.
1: Yes, yes. And this is the part that a lot of entrepreneurs and leaders stumble on because they're like, what does my story have to do with selling our products? And what does my story have to do with leading our team? Well, I think you got to understand the context of, of sharing great stories. Sharing great stories isn't about you. It's really about the customer. So we have three stories that we try to help our our clients to come to grips with and get great at communicating. One is your customer story. It is how you transform the lives of your customers. You need to be able to tell that story through everything you do in person, online, video, text, images, photos, the whole nine. You got to be great at that. The second story is your founder story. It's, It's why you exist. It's the experiences that you as a founder have been through that make you a worthy guide in the lives of your customer. And notice Mm -hmm. what I said here. It's not really about you. Still, it's about how your experience shapes your customer's journey.
0: And the last story is your
1: mission story, which is about why you exist in terms of the flag you're planting in the ground. This story is becoming far more important because of the social consciousness Mm -hmm. and the era we find ourselves in where the younger you are, the more likely you are to spend dollars, not based upon utility of function of product, but what it stands for. Right? your your What you stand for is becoming increasingly important. And I'll give you an example here and how these stories all connect. One of my clients is a, is a lawyer. He runs a big law firm and he has a Harvard degree. He wins a tons of cases, but he never talks about any of that because no one cares. The reason they don't care is because every other lawyer says the same thing. Look at my Separate. degree. Look at how many cases I've won. It's noise. But how do we insert story here to help us build brand? Well, let's go back to his story. Why is he a lawyer? Well, when he was seven or eight, I believe he was evicted, his mom, single mm-hmm. single parent. At that point, he they lost their home. He was homeless. He was His mom was taken away from his mom, put into foster care. His mom was pulled through the courts for years and years and years, and their lives were basically ruined. And he said that he vowed when he got old enough that he wouldn't allow anybody that he loved to be taken advantage of when someone's coming after their money, their livelihood, and reputation. That's his story. Hmm. Whoa, powerful. He doesn't right. share his Harvard degree. That's that's what he shares with closing clients, right? I want that guy. He cares. Not his Harvard degree. He cares about making sure what we win, right? Yeah. But he also shares his story internally. And he goes, Hey Marcia, that's what happened to me. has, has anybody ever Come after your money, your livelihood, reputation, or anybody you know? Yeah, in fact, my aunt this. Oh, yeah. And now he has a culture of people who are like, hell no. no our, nobody's coming after our clients. Money, reputation, and livelihood. Like, It's sewn into the fabric of their culture. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have that, if you don't believe in that, you won't fit in. Mm-hmm. So, 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 so the story becomes a galvanizing force. And it has relevancy, but you just have to know how to communi-
0: find it, communicate it, and
1: then push that forward.
0: Mm, love it. And then all that comes into the mission when they stick their flag in, which is one of the biggest fears small business owners have is to make a statement or to make a stand and to say something or or to only work with a certain type of client mm. because they're afraid that they're going to lose these clients over here. Fear is what kills them. And if they work off of their passion and their reason and their beliefs and even their values, then you're gonna attract people from everywhere that that say, oh, can I, I I don't exactly fit that, but can I come in?
1: Can, will you work
0: with me too, please? Please, right? Yeah,
1: and and I get it too. Who wants to turn down money? That's the fear. It's like, if I close my door to these people, I'm turning down Mm. a dollar. I get it, I've been there. Dozens of times, I still even some to this day, listen to things that I can say, oh, okay, make some money here. No, leave that alone. That's not what we're about. But the, the thing to consider here is if you backtrack any successful entrepreneur or business, right, or even the bigger ones, which you will find almost every single time is that they started with one thing, yes. one thing only. Amazon only sold books for almost 10 years. Right. So like, 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 like we forget, we think they're, no, they sold books. Five guys <laughs> now they're selling had,
0: everything. <laughs>
1: five guys had just burgers, right. Uh, Apple had just that one Macintosh, mm-hmm. right. Before they diversified, but we as small businesses think, Hey, you know, we can do different. I can be everything to everybody. No, you can't. <laughs> That's going to make you nothing to no one. Correct. And, and one more key point here is once you focus and find your voice, your gift, Your story, your your story should be galvanizing in a sense that it automatically turns a certain portion of the market off. Yes. If everybody can accept your story and your brand, then you don't have one.
0: Mm. Wow. Wow. That is so true. That is so true. Okay, so uh, we've got our three stories, right? You know, we get in our own heads. And then we start thinking oh nobody wants my story or nobody wants to hear the story or or that's not that's not big enough or we start exaggerating the fish was this big right mm-hmm. you know how do we develop is there is there like a a you know a framework to these stories that you want to have is there something that we want to think about when we're doing and and obviously get out of our own way
1: right right i'm going to give you two frameworks real quick one is first you got to get clear about what it is that your business actually does and I, it, it it's it still does it still surprises me but it shouldn't be at this point that so many of us do not really understand simply what we do and i'll give you an example so if you say there's a there's a five w's the five w's first is what is it that you sell that sounds like a very simple question but then if i ask customer what do you sell it is a 15 minute diatribe of as long as and i'm like what do you sell And it should be as simple as one to three words for example, boots. We sell boots. There you go. Boots. But people don't buy boots. Why do they, what are they buying the boots for? What are the boots used for? The second W. Uh, Hiking, as opposed to fashion, as opposed to this. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, what, what are the problems associated with hiking boots? Well, the problems are comfortability, uh, whatever your three core important things? What are those are the three problems that you're solving? And then what's special about your boots? I don't know, you make them with lactating llamas from Nepal. <laughs> like that's your special sauce. It doesn't really matter. Right. So that's those are those are the three, the four W's. What do you sell? Mm-hmm. What is it used for? And these should be explained in one to three words. Uh um, what are the problems associated with that, that those products and services that your customers experience? And then uh, uh, what is your special sauce, right? Between mm. one to five words, max. Then the last one is why, why should people care? Why do they care about hiking in this case? They don't really care about the booths they want to hike, but why do they care about hiking? Because it makes them feel free. It mm. makes them feel alive. So mm. our avatar uh, of who we're servic- servicing, she's a 42 year old city, city girl who was locked up for 50 hours in the office. And on the weekend, she gets to be free. Mm. Now we have the very basic ingredients to what story we need to tell about boots, hiking, these three, four problems, our special sauce, and the core story of why she wants to hike. That little exercise gives you the raw ingredients of now we need to know how to tell stories with those five W's.
0: Wow. Powerful powerful because you're identifying the person, the problems that they have in a way that, like you said in your first story, you're talking about them.
1: Yeah. Not me. Yeah.
0: Not me that I make these boots and I since 1890 and we, you know, we pound in my grandfather and great. who cares?
1: Nobody. What's in it Nobody. for me,
0: right? That's the radio
1: station. One hey, of the times that we actually listen to those stories is when we are held up at a restaurant and bored in the menu and we look on the back and we read it. But other than that, no one cares about that founding back in the day story. Now yeah. we have our phones. We don't even read those uh, anymore.
0: Wow.
1: But 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 that simple exercise of who, what, 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 why is key. Now we get into how do you tell the stories. Mm-hmm. Well, the stories are going to have those three, customer, founder, and mission. And every story has four Ps in it in terms of our framework. The first is there's a problem and there's some pain. Mm-hmm. You know, Jane has some problem. You know, she's frustrated. She, she's busy, whatever, and it's causing her pain. Right? Her, her, you know, her feet hurt because of the boots she wears. And it's, it's 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 messing with her freedom. All right. That's the problem to pain. You need to be able to summarize that. The second is the paradigm. The paradigm is what and how Jane, your avatar, thinks that keeps them trapped. Every every customer thinks a certain way, and our product and services unleash a new way of thinking and possibility.
0: Ooh. So she
1: thinks hiking boots have to be uncomfortable. <laughs> We're trying to show her that they can be. If you get these lactating llamas from <laughs> Le, Le Paul, right? Uh, and now that's the paradigm shift. You got to shift the paradigm. And the third one is power. How do you show your avatar the power steps to realize their dreams? Mm. So she has to go get this, the boots, right? She has to put them on the right fitting, feeling comfortable. And then she gets to go to go hike. Like we show her how the very exact steps, one, two, three, very simple process. And the last but not least is pleasure. We got to show the pleasure that our products and services bring, not only extrinsic in terms of saying, getting some comfortable boots, but the intrinsic in terms of how it makes her feel and who she gets to become. She gets to become this heroic, free person who is throwing off the shackles of corporate America and cubicle office space. Now I have something to believe in, not just buying some commodity called a boot.
0: Wow. I'm buying. I'll buy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll buy. You know, yeah, what a story. And what a way to, you are just a master storyteller, X. I can't believe it. I mean, it's it's just so natural and comfortable to you. You bring us in, even explaining your darn frameworks, you know, that, that on what structure you need to have in your stories has a story in it. So mm-hmm. what yeah. a master storyteller. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate so it. one more quick question. You graduated from the University of Pennsylvania. What was your degree? Was it in English uh, lit? I mean, come no, on. No, uh, <laughs>
1: economics, majoring it. I started off as a computer engineering.
0: Oh, my I goodness. wanted to
1: be a computer engineer. I <laughs> wanted to be, but I learned very quickly you had to know math to be an engineer. <laughs> and I, I, I just didn't it just didn't click. So I took up sociology, but then the running joke was, well, you got a sociology degree, no offense, because I have one then that just means you went to college, you didn't know what you wanted to be. So then, <laughs> so then I picked up economics as well. So I graduated with an economics and sociology degree. Um, and I went into business. And, and here's something for entrepreneurs. I couldn't learn how to code while at school, but a big segment of our business with 4 Consulting was in coding in 2000. So we were developing websites and, and C++ applications, and I was sitting there coding them. You, you know, what this necessity is the mother of invention. As an entrepreneur, you look in the mirror and you know there's something that needs to be done, you figure it out.
0: Right. In school,
1: it was a nice to have, but I had a daughter, I had to feed her, I'm going to figure this out. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was sociology and economics.
0: Wow. And then the storytelling just came out of necessity, right? You you, you yeah. were even creating your website. What's the first page is a story about why and what? And and your what's and, and so on, your four W's. It's just, it's so important. It's so important to communicate. I would have thought English lit, right? You had gone through all the Um, romantic um, stories and new how to write. I
1: I write like a kindergartner. I'm worse at writing than I am (laughs) at math. Like, Oh my God, you don't want to see stuff that I write. I envy people who can write. It's, it's, it's so difficult for me. But Um, you can talk, you
0: You can communicate and, and, you know, you don't have to type it out. You can record it out. Um, I was, I was on this call last week where um, one of the lead generation tools that you do is you create a book and you create a book about your passion and what's really important to you and that you don't have to type it and get the right dot mm-hmm. and comma and so on. You record it and then they transfer or, or trans- transcribe it. Yeah. Transcribe it. And then you've got your book and you have someone clean it up for you so i mean there's there's your there's your writing experience right there but it's you're just such a fantastic storyteller x i mean you got it down you really engage the emotion on it and it's so important that business owners have this storytelling skill and 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 it has to come from the heart because you can tell when you start creating this well And this guy and I did this, and the story gets grander. And you know, you know that's a bunch of BS. You can you can read between the lines, but when you have those heartfelt stories, it really I think that's what's attractive to business. That's what we need to have. I'll,
1: I'll, I'll say this on the heartfelt side: when when we think heartfelt, that can be kind of a turnoff for a certain segment of the population who may be introverted or aren't really feeling based. So I like to say it's not about being heartfelt. Mm. It's, it's more about being able to evoke an emotional response. Thank you. Yeah. And, and and from that perspective, it doesn't need to be deeply personal to you. It just needs to be something that evokes the emotional connection.
0: Enough. Because if
1: you can't in yeah, your Enough. customer and your Enough. customer and hopefully in you, it, it, yeah. it will allow you to become a better storyteller. You know, but I, I, I have clients who are passionless if you look at them, but their stories are riveting. Even though the stories aren't emotionally impactful for them. Mm. So, so it's not a it's not a prerequisite to have this deeply emotional, painful experience. But you do want to have your story to evoke emotion. And here's why: facts do not sell, feelings do. Mm. And, and you got to get people to feel because if they don't feel, then you're just a commodity. Mm. And in the commodity space, you're competing with everybody. And I tell people all the time. So this would be an important lesson for I think businesses, and I and I'm I fully endorse this idea. Going forward, there will only be two winners in the marketplace: big businesses who can trade on value. So think Amazon's of the world. They have economies of scale, and they're able to trade high degrees of functionality, right in terms of utility. Get my stuff right now. Millions of products, low margins, but at scale very hard to compete against them. That's not who I compete against. That's probably not who your audience competes against. So the other end is brand. Those who are able to distinguish themselves, not based upon function, meaning product utility and cost, but feeling, Mm -hmm. right? Function, facts, and feelings in one column, big businesses win every time. But brands win with feeling, how people feel about our products and services. If you're in the middle you're dead because cool. because you're competing with everybody you're trying to compete yeah. on product and price and you are easily forgotten because no one can feel you you if i can replace you with the other consultant or the other service provider the other barber the other lawyer you don't have you don't stand a chance in terms of differentiating yourself and and here's the scary part big businesses are fully encroaching upon that space by automating the things that we do Mm. So the only reason to choose Marcia or X is because they invoke in us a feeling that we can't get anywhere else. And how do we convey that feeling through our messaging and through our communication stories? That's why it's so powerful.
0: Drop the mic. That was fantastic. I'm, I'm moved. I I am. And, and, and now I see that that's not that I didn't see it before, but not in the caliber that you just delivered that to us, that we really need to have that story, those three stories and created and crafted in a way that's all about the person we're talking to. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you yeah. so much. X, where can, where can listeners find out more about you and this amazing uh, solution you have?
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, two ways. One way, if you say, hey, just teach me. Hey, I just need to teach it, learn it. And grasp it, go to launchmystory.com. And we have a course, a free course where we're showing businesses how to develop that story for not only building brand and culture, the six video uh, series. And it's called Best Story Wins. And mm-hmm. you get that completely free. Perfect. If you're like, hey, I want to engage, I want to have real time communication, I want to be able to have access and get our exclusive kind of trainings and off the, you know, dome stuff I do all the time, then join my text community. You know, we just talked about valuation of all things last week on our Mm -hmm. X-Factor training, how to increase valuation of your business. You would just text me at 800-425-2095. That's 800-425-2095. And then you'll join my text community. And uh, that's the best way to reach me and have access.
0: Love it. Thank you so much. This was this was really powerful. And listeners, I hope you found an idea or two to put into your business that will make it more profitable. I know I have. And gosh, go get those free items that will help you really craft that story that will take your business and your brand to the next level that, that you got to stand apart. You really do. Gosh. Okay. I'm so excited. Um, Now, more than ever, you need to have your own uh, profit plan. And don't forget to go pick up my five ways to turn your business into one we're selling right now. Go grab that at my website at trajectorybiz.com. And as always, X and I would love to hear your questions, ideas. Gosh, tell us what you took out or what your story is. Share your story with us. We'd love to comment and answer any questions. So, comment on the podcast and then don't forget to subscribe so we can uh, you can hear about next week's show and so as always you can catch any or all of the get my mouth to work you can catch profit with a plan on any of your favorite podcast players and we're looking forward to more profitable information on next week's show so until then make your plans and profit with them thanks so much as this is truly valuable
1: Pleasure to be.